Hello everyone, Bobby Wilson here from the TNT College Football Podcast. Glad to be back on this morning. Hope everybody's doing well. If you're listening, I'm dropping another mini chat here. Uh, this one has been in the making. Uh, I, I guess I should have had this discussion sooner. But I'm going to preface it. Well, well, first I'll just say I'm going to talk about Ohio State and everything that they've added this offseason. But first, I'm going to preface my remarks here by saying I grew up uh, a life. I grew up a diehard Michigan fan, born and raised in Flint, Michigan, um, to a family of Michigan fans. Family members went to the university. Um, So I I will do my best to not be condescending or, or say, Uh, jokingly negative things about the program Um, but from time to time something might slip so I'm gonna be I want to be as professional as possible but at the same time um, it's been ingrained in me from a young age to uh, not really like this program however I I respect this program and it's one of the best programs in college football historically and currently um, what they've done over their history is absolutely tremendous. Obviously, they've produced tons of talent, and that cannot be faulted at all. Um, they've won so many games. You, you, you can't question their greatness as a program in the history of college football and currently. Um, so, again, like I said, I will do my best to not be – condescending or uh, jokingly uh, make some remarks. But like I said, they might slip from time to time. Well, as we know, Ohio State hired Bill O'Brien as their offensive coordinator. Two weeks later, he leads for the head coaching job at Boston College. They have since hired Chip Kelly, who was, as we all know, the head coach at UCLA. Uh, UCLA joining the Big Ten this season, so pretty remarkable to see a head coach from another Big Ten program take an offensive coordinator job in the same conference. However, we we all kind of know Chip Kelly, especially recently, has been looking to leave UCLA. Uh, There's rumors swirling about reasons why. Um, It looked like they were going to fire him this season came back and said no we're not um it it really odd situation there i I don't blame him for wanting to leave that situation um just because of how the they handled it uh wasn't very professional in my opinion how they handled that situation so i don't i I don't blame chip kelly Uh, i feel like i might have said brian and i apologize if i said that (laughs) i feel like chip kelly um uh, I don't blame him for leaving, uh, especially with the way that was handled. But at the same time, getting Chip Kelly over Bill O'Brien is uh, a monumental upgrade. Bill O'Brien, uh, as we've seen during his time at certain places, um, let's just say he learns to rub people the wrong way. Uh, I, I am not a fan of of how he has handled his some of his coaching situations. 
I'm not here to to talk about that though. But what I will say is Ohio State is in much better hands with Chip Kelly than Bill O'Brien. I feel like the Bill O'Brien experience at Ohio State would have been a colossal failure. I really, really believe that. And I feel like Will Howard, who I will talk about later in this episode, in Bill O'Brien's system would have been an absolute failure, to be honest, at the quarterback position. I really don't think he fits that system that he's trying to run well at all. Um, I think Chip Kelly, on the other hand, is going to be able to utilize him and he will handle, he will be a lot better in the long run in this system. I think we all realize Will Howard's not your prototypical pro style quarterback like Bill O'Brien would be looking for. Um, Will Howard can run and move and, and his ability to move and use his legs and run the football is arguably his best asset compared to throwing the football. Um, so, I, the, the move to Chip Kelly is going to serve this, the personnel in this offense much, much better. Not only that, but the sheer fact that he's one of the greatest offensive minds um, in recent college football history, probably even all of college football history. I, I, I am not a huge fan of what he did at Oregon just because I felt like it was very gimmicky. And I, I just, I was never a fan of what they did. However, you can't discredit what they did. Um, it, it, it transcended the sport, if we're being completely honest. It got him an NFL job. I mean, he's, he's an unbelievable coach, and he's been very, very successful. So we can't discredit that. Again, I, I'll give them a ton of credit. They, they they upgraded in two weeks from Bill O'Brien to Chip Kelly, and what a tremendous job they did there. That That is a tremendous addition that is an absolute game changer, honestly. Then I, I, I know we've all heard the remarks and things said about Brian or uh, Ryan Day, the head coach at Ohio State, going to his trust NIL collective saying I need 12 to 13 million dollars to pay all my to pay the new additions and my football team and blah blah blah. And if if that's the case, uh, that's absolute craziness first of all. That obscure amount that that amount of money is absolutely absurd. But if you look at the additions Ohio State has made this offseason, from a numbers perspective, it's only six. So it's not a uh, jaw-dropping uh, number. But it's the sheer quality of the players that they added. Uh, they added tight end Will Kazmierak from Ohio. I apologize if I butchered his name. Really good addition there at that position. They added Will Howard, like I mentioned. At the quarterback position, um, we can argue if that's an upgrade over Kyle McCord. I would argue originally that it's not, but like the caveat that I said already, with Chip Kelly running the offense, 
Will Howard is actually a pretty darn good quarterback to run that offense because of what he can do with the football in his hands, um, not just throwing it. Um, so I am more... I am higher on this addition of Will Howard now than I was a couple weeks ago. A couple weeks ago, I would have said Kansas State wanted him out of the program. And they wanted they wanted to go with the young guy that they have. And I don't blame them because he has all the tools to be a superstar. But uh, in this offense, in this system, I could see Will Howard having great success. Then you look at some of the other additions they made. Seth McLaughlin, interior offensive lineman from Alabama. Huge addition there. Um, then another quarterback, Julian Sayan from Alabama. Huge addition there. Um, it'll be I, I, We know that there's going to be an open competition at the quarterback position. Sayan's a five-star, five superstar quarterback coming out of high school. Again, huge addition here. Uh, it's it's the other two additions that have now been made. Um, Kalen Downs, cornerback from Alabama, or sorry, safety from Alabama, Caleb Downs. Um, arguably, arguably the best player in the pool in the transfer portal this year. Um, unbelievable uh, get for Ohio State, and then. The addition of Quinshawn Judkins, running back from Ole Miss. Another huge, huge, huge addition. Um, especially when you think about Williams coming back as well. They're going to have the best running back duo on college football next year. It's going to be unbelievable. Have fun trying to stop that. Along with a Chip Kelly offense. So you look at these six players that they added. Especially the two quarterbacks, then, of course, Caleb Downs and Quinchon Judkins from two premier programs. And, and you think with, with the addition of Chip Kelly as well, it is very, very apparent that Ryan Day feels the pressure. <laughs> it is very apparent that he feels the pressure um, that is being put on him and that Ohio State has to win now. And if you look at their schedule, holy smokes, they they should they should win. I mean, there's there's no doubt looking at who they're playing this coming season that that they shouldn't be in a prime position to to win a ton of games. Their non-conference schedule is Akron, Western Michigan, and Marshall. Obviously, not the stiffest of tests. The, the, the only, I guess, joke you could make would be, oh, what? <laughs> they have to play a block end team in Marshall, and we know the recent history of uh, of them playing against block M's, <laughs> and, and I'm being facetious with that. I really, I really, really am. Um, but but I digress there. There, like I said, their upcoming schedule: 
their non-conference is nothing honestly they go to michigan state a very new team they host iowa they go to oregon that will obviously be difficult they host nebraska they go to penn state honestly they haven't had much of an issue with penn state recently then they got purdue at northwestern indiana and then they host michigan realistically looking at that schedule compared to other teams in the big 10 that schedule is not bad at all. Yes, you go to Oregon. That's going to be a difficult game. It absolutely will be. Going to Penn State, I mean, it's not easy. But at the same time, like they've had Penn State's number for a while now. Um, they're clearly the better team on paper. And then you host Michigan at home, which, to be completely honest, Michigan is going to be down this year. So so let, let's think about this, though. Okay. Obviously, Ryan Day feels the pressure. He brought in some amazing recruits. They have basically everybody returning from their team. Basically, everybody besides Marvin Harrison. Uh, I mean, there's a few others, of course, but like, like they significantly have a clear advantage over most teams with how much they have returning. And then those extra pieces they brought in in the portal. Then, of course, they brought in a great recruiting class. There will clearly be pressure for Ohio State to win the national title this year. They should be the... I think it's clear that they're the favorite in the Big Ten this year. Um, but how funny would it be? I think we all agree, even Michigan fans would agree, that Michigan's not going to be as good next year. There, there, there's a clear possibility. Man, Michigan's schedule is extremely difficult. There's a clear possibility that Michigan could be, say, 7-4 and four going to Columbus next season. How funny would it be if a four-loss Michigan team beats Ohio State in Columbus this year? Especially if Ohio State's undefeated at the time. I, I, I think it's very clear that Ohio State has to win this year for Ryan Day to win his to keep his job. They have to win the Big Ten. And I don't know if they necessarily have to win the national championship. I, I, I think that they I think when you look on paper currently, Ohio State and Georgia have the best rosters in college football. And and if you had to ask me right now who's going to play in the national championship, I would say Ohio State and Georgia. If Ohio State was to lose to Georgia in the national championship game, I don't they Ryan Day should not lose his job. Clearly. Clearly he should. But I do feel he has to win the Big Ten this year to keep his job. And I think he feels that pressure. And I I think it would be hilarious if they lost to say a four loss Michigan team like in the scenario that I just proposed. Now I don't think that happens. I, I really feel that this Ohio State team is is going to have a ton of success. Having Chip Kelly as your offensive coordinator is, is is a game changer, really. I mean, if we're being completely honest. And and also we need to be honest too. Ryan Day is a good football coach. Like, he's won a ton of games. Like, yes, he's lost to Michigan. And that his that is his only fault really if we're being honest that the team two years ago with cj stroud 
them against Georgia, that was the national championship, and they were right there from winning that game. Like, they were seconds away and a missed field goal away from winning that football game. So, yes, people say things about Ryan Day and whatnot, but he is a good coach, and he's won a ton of games, and he arguably could have won a national championship that year. But, yes, there is significant pressure on them this season to – not only win, but win big and have success. And when, like I said, when you look at their schedule, yes, going to Oregon is difficult, obviously. Going to Penn State, it's not easy, but a game that they should win. Then you look at the rest of their schedule, they should win. Um, of course, when they play Michigan, it will be a battle. That game's always a battle. Michigan's just not going to lay down and die, obviously. Michigan is not going to be – is is definitely worse than they were last year when they went 15-0 and and won the national championship. And I think that adds to the fire, obviously, losing, not beating Michigan since pre-COVID is a big deal, obviously. Now, granted, they didn't play one of those years, but this is, this is an important year for Ohio State. They feel it. Ryan Day feels it. But they have everything in place to be successful so hope you guys enjoyed this little chat here my mini chat here about the Buckeyes I did my best again to be professional and not uh, be condescending towards them uh, I like I get like I said I have a lot of res- respect for the program and what they've done uh, and the rivalry with Michigan is the best in college football it, it's not even debatable in my opinion but uh Again, thanks, guys, for listening. Uh, please like, subscribe on uh, Spotify where you're listening. It's greatly appreciated. Leave a five-star review. Helps get the show out to more people. Uh, it's, again, it's greatly appreciated. Please feel free to follow me personally on Twitter, X, at Coach underscore B Will. And then, of course, the podcast account at TNT College Foot One. Uh, everybody have a good day. Happy Valentine's Day to everybody out there. Uh, I appreciate the love and support you guys give me, and it's and it's – I I give it right back to you. Thank you guys for listening to every episode. Have a good night. God bless.